I'm so glad you're here this morning. Uh, my wife had to fill in for me today at Pastor Ravon Church. is one of our affiliate churches. They're doing some outside preaching. And uh, I wanted to stay cool. Let her go out into the heat. Amen? So I asked if, if I could send my wife. So I wanted to be the send one, you know. So um, there comes a time we call it the changing of the guard. Most of you know uh, it's been a faithful couple that's been here for 19 years. Amen. And uh, Dr. Tom and Pastor Gina will be uh, going in business with their brother-in-law and moving on. But it's something that God has orchestrated their steps. So we want to pray for them and send them, amen, with a blessing because they've been a blessing to us. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to Join us in prayer in your agreement, okay? Dr. Tom, would you come and Pastor Gina? I love that song. And Pastor Eric, you too. This is called the changing of the guard, amen? This is our new pastor, Pastor Eric Marshall, amen? We'll be leading us in praise and worship. So I'm going to ask uh, the EACM ministers that are here and the Chaplains and leadership come, department heads, would you all come? Amen. Come on, we're going to pray. And Ricky, too. Justin and Ricky and Ashton, it's a family we've had. Was, was Ashton here? Okay. All right. Thank you for your service also. I'm proud of this family. Amen. We're going to pray for you, minister to you, and then I'm going to have you lay hands on Pastor Eric and impart to him, okay? All right. Amen. Let's extend our hands towards this family. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this family that has been here for 19 years, planted, rooted, grounded. Father, they've taken of their talents, their giftings, their abilities, and they've poured out to the people of this house, to the people of Evangel, not only of Evangel, Lord God, but to all of our network churches and chaplains, and they've helped, they've stretched, and they've given, and they've shared, and they've poured into the people of Father God now. We pray over them now and send them with the house's blessing, Lord God. That Father, they're not leaving. We're just taking a new direction. They'll always be a part of us. They'll always be a part of this house, family. Father, against again, we bless them. Spirit, soul, body, spiritually, physically, and financially as they enter into a new destiny and a new purpose. In Jesus' name, amen.
Even as Abraham was given a choice between two lands, a land of prosperity and a land of sand or desert, he chose that land of sand or desert. And when the Lord brought him into that place, he said, look up and see the stars of the heaven. Look down and see the star or the, the sand, the grains of sand in the desert. And know that I will multiply. And even the Lord would say to you, you have chosen a different path, a path that is not safe for you. A path that is not known for you, but a path that I have chosen and led you into. And know that I am multiplying to you. I'm not adding for you and I am not adding to you, but I am multiplying. And you will see several streams coming towards you. And you will say, Lord, which, is, which of these streams should I be taking? And Lord would say he is growing your capacity to take all of those streams. All of those streams. Even as you talk about multiple streams of income, so I am bringing multiple streams streams to you, streams of salvation, streams of business, streams of income, streams and streams and streams, and you will know in your spirit the direction and purpose and plans that I have for you, but I am growing your capacity to bring all of these. And so remember, my son and my daughter, it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by the direction of my spirit that I am sending you forward. For the Lord would say in this season, for I'm doing a new thing, and as you enter into this next dimension, says the Lord, he said that there is even a fire that sets above your feet. God says that I'm expanding your territory, for even you've been faithful over a little, and so God says I'm granting into you plenty. For Ashton, I hear the Lord says get ready, because I even see as you've danced and danced and danced, the school of ministry is coming forth in and out of you, says the Lord, so get ready, because I, because I, have, because I, have, I have great, great things for you. There's a remnant that is waiting, says the Lord. This generation, this millennial season, God says he shall bring them forth, for God says there's even a book on the inside side of you that I'm stirring it up and it's coming forth in and out of you says the spirit of the Lord ah get ready man of God God says for you have been in the background for too long God says I am bringing you forward for even there's a fire that is burning on your belly for God says there's a word in your mouth that it shall come forth like consuming fire so God says you're going to preach my word and God says deliverance shall break out God this, this family the mantle the heart of God is upon you but God says this generation God says get ready because there are many that have been watching and waiting but even God God says what you have done in the natural. God says I've set you as a general in the spirit. So get ready what's coming forth in and through you, says the spirit of God. And for this house, God says, man of God, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because God says even those things that you have prayed and shut up on the shelf years and years ago. But God says because you saw the man of God here and you pushed this vision and you were not selfish, but you were selfless. God says that there is plenty that is coming your way. God says those finances for those things that you have set forth and set on the shelf. God says it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. God says real soon, real soon, the phone is going to ring. People are talking. I see them sitting at the table. So there's things that are coming to you, says the spirit of the living God.
For surely God says that this is the day, this is the time, and this is the season. And God said, you've known that I've already begun to stir in your heart. I've already begun to speak to you even before you made a decision to make the transition. So now God says, get ready. Uh, God says, I'm going to multiply you like never before. God says that, yes, you've known me as he that has uh, stirred you up as minstrels. But God says, you're going to know me in such a way that I'm going to cause nations, saith God to begin to know my grace and my anointing upon you. Get ready, says God. Pack your bags. And yes, I know that you are stepping out, but God says uh, that you don't know the extent. Eyes haven't seen, nor ears heard. Get ready. I've already spoken to Africa. I've already spoken to foreign soil. And they're waiting for your footprints again, says God. So get ready, says the Lord, to begin to speak as the oracles of God. And surely, Pastor Gina, God says, I've heard your heart. You've been concerned. You've seen some things. And I've even heard you say, okay, God, we are stepping out. And God says, I'm honoring that. And God says, but mm, I'm getting ready to even cause you to even come forward like never before. I'm getting ready to push you out, says God. And as you continue to seek me, you'll know me in a known, stronger way, says God. Even uh, you, Justin, uh, I just sense that God has already begun to give you dreams. Uh, and you've been saying, okay, God, what does this mean? What that mean? God says, I'm going to begin to give you the interpretation of those dreams. And even as your family are stepping out, this is a manifestation and interpretation. So, again, man, God has already been spoken. Yes, I called them young. Ashton, God says, woman of God uh, that my hand is upon you uh, and God says that many young people says God uh, I'm going to use you to pour into uh, and I'm going to use you says God uh, to begin to take many young women out of hurt, out of pain out of shame, out of confusion out of hiding and God says my anointing is upon you to break yokes and to loose them for I have need of you for this generation says God uh, and the enemy has said uh, that this generation is my but when I look at you, I say not her. So God, we thank you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The great family, listen, the Lord says to you that while you made plans and it seems as doors been open for business unto you, that this is more than just a business opportunity. This is more than just an adventure for you. But you're stepping to a new season for, with new grace, with new power. And even an apostolic grace, glory to God, uh, is upon you and your family as you go forth. Yes, you're going to see miracle signs and wonders. And even while the focus is to serve in the business realm and the marketplace, understand that the pastoral anointing and even glory to God, uh, the minstrel and music anointing does not uh, leave glory to God but God's taking you to a whole nother level glory to God with music ministry hallelujah and miracles signs and wonders hallelujah will follow as you engage and as you go forth glory to God and understand that even what you placed in all of your children while sometimes it seems as if it's dormant and it seems as if uh, they don't even get it but glory to God in this season they will all come forth yes every one of them will be involved in ministry and preaching and praying and prophesy for hallelujah get ready son for you shall walk and go forth hallelujah in glory and anointing and power with this apostolic grace in Jesus the spirit of the Lord brought me to a place and on this table this wooden table I see 
four cups. And also see four wineskins. But also see the outpouring of God's spirit. The scripture says you put new wine in a new wineskin. That what is put into you may, may contain, that it may hold. He's getting ready to pour out more of his spirit within you. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Father, we decree and declare the word of the Lord over them, Father God, in the name of Jesus and the blessings of Abraham and the descendants of this family of ministry, Lord God. May the impartation they've received over the last 19 years and even before you've prepared for such the next season of their life. We pray that they go forth with a sensitivity and the power of Christ. In Jesus' name, use them. Pour them out as broken bread and poured out wine. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray your mantle of anointing. Father, your Holy Spirit, Lord, to discern what's happening in the house and what the Spirit is saying to the church, dear Father. Lord, that you will anoint his ears to hear what you have to say, that you'll set his mind like a flint on you, dear Jesus. And that he would not lean to his own understanding, dear Father, but then to trust in you to lead the way through worship. Lead the way through uh, the navigating of this church and ministry, dear God. And Father, that he would realize that he is the head and not the tail. That he is above and not beneath. Father, that you have called him for such a time as this. And I pray, dear Father, that you will surge him, Lord, with your power, with your anointing, with your ability. In Jesus' name, Lord, to come up a little higher. Lord, to think a little higher, to go a little higher, dear Father, because you have greater things in the higher realms, dear Father, and his attitude looks a lot different in a new altitude. And so, Father, I speak the blood of Jesus, the power of the Jesus to flow in and through him, to be used for you and for your service. Anoint his fingers to play, his voice to sing, and his ear to hear what you have to say, dear Father. And Father, we thank you, God, for this man of God and for such a time as this in Jesus name and uh, uh, pastor would you just take a step up here on this step you've been elevated take this mantle and cherish it I love these people and I pray that you will find a love for them as I have found and that you will love them like a shepherd. That their heart should be your first and foremost goal. Amen. God bless you, man of God. Let's give him his first lesson. Who's the praise and worship leader in the house? Well, that was my next thing I was going to say. So, what I was going to tell you is what I saw in the spirit is that you've been elevated from where you were to where you are. But always remember that you're 
that the worship leader, capital W, capital L, is right here. All right? Worship leader, worship leader. But everything trickles downhill. And you know what? You have worshiping pastors. So you will have no problem in this house to worship him. God Amen. bless you. All right. I'm going to change things. This is not a typical service, but it, it, what I want to do is um, I take an offering at the end of the service for late tithes and offerings. If you brought your tithes and offerings, mark it accordingly. But I want to receive a love offering. Some of you gave at the banquet, but the banquet cost, you know. So I want to take a love offering, make checks payable to Evangel. This is for Dr. Tom, amen, and Pastor Gina. But uh, put it in the basket. If you want to give credit card, fill, take an envelope. And Tom, pick a song that you like. And uh, I want to have you play your own offering, amen. What's that song? God, or the one that her mother did? Okay, whatever you got, let's go. Whatever you I just want to ask if everyone could extend their hands to my sister Sheila right here. She just lost her husband a week ago. If you could pray for her, um, I'd appreciate it. Pastor Lance, or actually Pastor Scott, would you come up please? I'm sorry, one of you. And pray for my sister just, just for a moment because we're in, on a time limit here. But if you could just lift her up. Father, death is the one thing that man has not conquered. But your son conquered death. He's conquered hell. And he's conquered the grave. And we thank you for the victory that we received through your son, Jesus. We lift Sheila and the family to you right now in this time of loss, in the time of grief, in the emotion that will run with it the ups and the downs, the laughters and the cries, the wonders, the whys, the I understands, I don't understands. Father, we ask you to wrap your arms of love and compassion around her, around the entire family and friends. We thank you for victory because Paul said to be absent from this body is to be present with you. But Lord, in our time, we ask you to be with us, with the family, Comfort, touch, strengthen, guide, and direct. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amy will say to me, Dr. Jerry, I'll remember that family in prayer this week. Lift your hands. Thank you. Father, you see the little hands that are raised? Father, you see the hands that are raised? I pray that you quicken to their hearts in prayer to remember this family in this time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. I've already had church. I can go home. Amen. <laughs> um, just want to mention we have a guest with us today. Uh, Pastor Regional Glenn and First Lady. Pastor, would you stand up? Glad to have you with us in services. Amen. <laughs> Um, if you have your Bibles, open them up to, well, just put them on the screen. You can follow with me. In the, today, we'll be in the King James Version. 
We're going to go to Amos chapter 5, verse 4. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the impartation and for what you've already done in the service today. Father, I remember my wife that's preaching for me somewhere else. Touch Pastor Avon right now. Touch that congregation. Touch that church service outside. I thank you, Father God, for an impartation there. Strengthen Dr. Cheryl and Pastor Trish as they pour out themselves to these people. Now, Father, our word today, I pray your blessing. You bring the revelation and the word would not only come to us, but be conceived within us. Bless the word and the revelation today in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, kind of lost my right arm today. She's gone. She's not here. But she'll be back tonight. We'll be tag team preaching tonight. Amen. The book of Amos, chapter 5, verse 4, says it this way. For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. Amen. Say, seek him, and ye shall live. Next verse, please. A very familiar passage of scripture, 633. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Food, raiment, house payment, car payment, all these things that I mentioned before will be added unto you. We ask God for things and bills and we kind of miss the seeking part. We seek him to get things when the order needs to be reversed where we need to seek him first then these things will be given unto us. Uh, Colossians 3 and 1 and 2. And I believe it's a season and a time that we get serious about the things of God in our lives. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. We have to seek those things that are above. A lot of us are seeking things other than the Lord. Um, I want to show you a clip that I've showed here before about the tenacity we need to have. We're all going through things in our lives, whether it be financial challenges, whether it be physical challenges, whether it be life every day, whether it be children, whatever it is, we all have things that we face. And I want to encourage you that you need to get actively pursue God. It's so important. Would you roll the clip from a movie called War Room, please? I don't know where you are, devil, but I know you can hear me. You have played with my mind and had your way long enough. No more. You are done. Jesus is the Lord of this house. 
And that means there's no place for you here anymore. So take your lies, your schemes, and your accusations and get out in Jesus' name. seeking of God it's in the pressing forward I want to cover a scripture this morning it's in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 14 this is my text for the morning I press say press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now leave it up there. The word press in the Greek, one of the translations is to actively pursue. I actively pursue, I press, I say press. I actively pursue the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. Now, it doesn't take a, to be much of a Bible scholar to realize that there's a high calling, there's gotta be a low calling. There's a low calling and there's a high calling. And the difference is in the active pursuit. I press, I actively pursue for the mark of the prize of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. Now, it wasn't just, this is based on the Greek races. It just wasn't passing the finish line that was important. It was passing the finish line with a lit torch in the Greek races. And I want to talk to you about three types of people. Everybody smile. Let me see it. Um, there's three kinds of people in the body of Christ. The first ones, take your hand, put it over your nose. Come on. Say sniffers. They're sniffers. Yeah, they're, they're sniffers. They just want a little bit of Jesus. 
They want to make sure they got fire insurance. They may have made a profession of faith at one time. They may say they were a member of a church. They don't want, oh, I don't know about that tongue stuff. I don't know about that deliverance stuff. I just love Jesus. They just want a little bit of Jesus. See, there's a time when drugs are good. Sniffers. They just want a little bit of Jesus. Say a little bit. Ah, they pick and choose. Ah, I don't know about the tongues. Maybe the healing when I need it. Deliverance. You can't get them to church. But Christmas, Easter, weddings and funerals. A couple times a year. They just want to know that they got enough just to make it in. If that's true. If that's true. They don't want too much of the little the suffering. They want to be blessed. They want the prosperity, the healing, the deliverance. But they don't want to suffer. They want a little bit of Jesus. Not totally, 100% committed. Not hungry for the high calling. I say to them, how much do you want? What price will you pay for the high calling? There are many Christians, professing Christians, I believe, seeing our churches, maybe even sitting here this morning, that think they're all right with God. They've made a profession of faith. They say Jesus is Lord. They believe in God, but they'll die and split hell wide open because they've never been converted on the inside. They've never had an experience on the inside. Are you hearing me? Because they said a prayer 10 years ago. Because they walked the aisle 15 years ago. They think they're right with God. And they're out there in the world. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. There's a price to pay for the high calling. They're stiffers. They just want a little bit. Say a little bit. A little bit. A little bit of Jesus. See, I used to use drugs and alcohol. So I call them stiffers. But there's another type of Christian you'll find. Put your hand out there. Do this. They're called mainliners. You got sniffers and you got mainliners. Mainliners, you can always tell them, they get high on Jesus. They want all they can get. They're extremely committed. They want their restoration. They want their healing. They want their insides taken care of. They want their freedom. Uh, you know, I was a Christian, born again, tongue talker. It took me three and a half years to get rid of alcohol and drugs. I struggled. I didn't want to do them anymore, but I did. But I knew the Lord. But I kept battling. After I was born again, it was a big change in life. After I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I struggled. If I know what I know now, if I'd have been discipled properly, it'd have been a different story. Mainliners just, oh, they're so excited. They got the freedom of Jesus. I remember how it was. Oh, I'm forgiven for all my sins. I love you. They're committed. Every time you open the door, they're there. They want to serve. They want to work. They want to put their hands to the plow. They're just main. I call them mainliners. Amen? 
They want more strength, more power, more anointing. They, they just want to serve the Lord. The joy of the Lord is all over them. They're happy in finding Jesus. They found love. They found forgiveness. They found acceptance with God. And they just, ah, oh, more of Jesus. They read. You don't got to prop them up to read. You don't got to tell them to read. You don't got to tell them to come to church. They're there. Doors are open. They're there. They get up every morning. They read their Bible. They pray. They seek God. But see, that really isn't where God wants us. Okay? He said to actively pursue the high calling. Say actively pursue the high calling. Say press! 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 Come on. Sniffers. I don't know about this. They got opinions about everything, sniffers. A little bit of Jesus. Take your opinion all the way to hell with you. Amen? I know what this says. I'm learning more and more every day. I'll say it again. A lot of professing Christians are going to split hell wide open on Judgment Day. Because they said a prayer, because they're a member of a church, because they believe in Jesus, they believe in God, that's not enough. You have to be converted on the inside. You have to have it applied by faith. You have to walk. That has to be a change. Look at their fruits. Mainliners, I love them. Oh, boy. When they get born again, they get saved, they're off, they're flying. They just, ah, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, yes. They witness. They share. They talk about Jesus. Some need a little bit of wisdom. Everybody say amen. But you can tell the mainliners. But there's a third kind that goes beyond the sniffers. That goes beyond the mainliners. Put your hands up. Say pushers. pushers. Say pushers. pushers. Say sniffers. Pushers. Say mainliners. Pushers. pushers. Go out and tell others about Jesus. Be addicted to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell people, hey, you can get your life changed. You can get things turned around. You gotta repent, turn around, seek God. And there's an answer, and his name is Jesus. He's got mercy, he's got grace for you, he's got love, he's got forgiveness, he's got acceptance, and he's got a way out of your sin and you're trapped. You see, I always thought I was in control. I could drink my scotch. Triple scotch on the rocks with a water chaser. Straight up. That's what I drank. I could drink them like I drink soda pop. Three of them. Just get them primed. I used to take a fifth of black and white scotch they don't make anymore and just get primed for a Friday night. And then it was two, three nights a week. And the progression. I know what it is to get blackouts. Anybody know what that is? Am I the only one? Oh, there's two. Three. You start drinking and you forget parts of the night. I didn't need Jesus. I had a 31 and a half, 35 and a half foot cabin cruiser. Had a condominium paid off. I'd stole $100,000 from the automobile dealership. That was a lot of money back many years ago. I had stolen rafters of my condo. And it's only a bag about this big. But you're talking many years ago. So I thought, I didn't, you know, 
I went to church. Somebody died or Christmas, Easter, weddings, funerals. I had a 34 and a half foot cabin cruiser out at Brownies on the lake. A condominium paid off, automobile ship, which I got from my parents. I bought my sister out of the business. They owned the property, the land. I was in good shape. I didn't need Jesus. These, you know what you know I think Christians were? Born, they were weirdos. They were Jesus freaks. I used to think what I am now was a weirdo, was a Jesus freak. But God had to see and show me that I was lost on my way to hell. In and out of jail. I owned an automobile dealership. It wasn't a salesman. I owned the dealership and lost my driver's license. One time for six months. One time for nine months. I drove around on North Carolina driver's license back then. You could get away with it back then many years ago. I obtained a driver's license from a dealer in North Carolina. went down there. I drove around on that and prayed a lot. God covered me. But pushers is when you get to the place that you got the best product in the world. People are looking for something. They can't find it in drugs. They can't find it in alcohol. They can't find it in sports. They can't find it. There's something missing in their life. And their life is miserable because God's pulling on them. God's tugging on them. God wants them into the kingdom of God. And they resist and they fight. But I want to tell you, when you get lit up by Jesus, you want to tell everybody you meet. Everybody you meet. I'm out, well, I'm in the restaurant. Or I'm at the hairdresser salon. Where I'm leading people to Jesus. Well, are they really born again? I tell them they're a sinner. I tell them they need a savior. And I ask for a commitment. Not my job to follow up. That's the Holy Ghost. I've done my job by presenting the gospel. Amen. Well, aren't you supposed to be a fruit inspector? Shut up. Shut up. Pharisee, shut up. My job is to preach the gospel, ask for commitment, leave the rest of God. And we're making a difference. This church is making a difference. Reverend Christie, come up here. We're starting something new. We've been doing evangelism now for several years. Every Saturday, rain or shine, they're out there. I would say at least 50 weeks out of 52 a year for five or six years. They never stop. I'm an old street preacher, but they've taken it to another level. Mobile Church. Uh, God says that we're no longer the evangelism team, but he says you are the church and you are mobile now because the world needs what we have here out there. And so he said, bring the church service out on the street, out on the street corner, because the people need to see worship. They need to see prayer. They need to see people getting healed. But it's not about that, but they need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So God has blessed us with a state-of-the-art Bose um, PA system, Bluetooth, plays music, plays worship, has a microphone. It sounds almost as good as this. And it projects about a block. And the Lord said, I want you to preach the gospel and just speak it. Just speak it. And whoever hears, hears. Whoever responds, responds. Whoever doesn't, don't worry about it. Just do what I've called you to do. So we were out on 8 Mile and Gratiot yesterday, and the Lord said, bring out that PA. The people weren't responding to the water. They weren't responding to, you know, can I pray for you? No, they didn't want it. The Lord said, bring out the PA and preach. Reverend Catherine, she's upstairs about to baptize someone. Reverend Catherine got up there, and uh, we all took a turn. Cindy, who, who was there? If you could just stand up. 
If you were, if you were there yesterday, just stand up so the, so the body could see. You know, God uses, God uses um, everyone to present and to preach the gospel. A lot of us got a turn on the mic, and people responded. People responded. My earthly mind thought, these people are going to reject me. I, it doesn't matter. You know, there was rocks, and uh, we were preaching on the rocks in the, in the dust, and uh, I thought, you know, Lord, you want me to talk to them about repentance and turning from sin. And, uh, you know, it was loud. The gas station heard. People heard. They stopped. There was a woman that came across the street. She goes, I need that. I need that. And she came right in the middle, and she worshiped with us. There was a man who I thought would not respond, uh, and he was at the bus stop. He was lifting his hands in worship worshiping with us saying yes that's right there was a black lives matter guy tough guy came by i thought would, i didn't know what he was going to do you know and uh, he came up he did like this he did like this i'm in agreement with you and our team is black white you know we have my husband don't speak english it doesn't matter we got the spirit of god and we are the church church you are the church and god wants us to bring what we have here out there Bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. And if you want to be a pusher, you'll have an opportunity any Saturday you come out to push the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's not about getting blessed. It ain't about that. It's about looking at them rocks saying, are they going to throw them at me? It's okay. Just do it for Jesus. Push, push the gospel because people, we had to tell them you are dying and going either one place or the other. You choose. You choose this day. There's only two places you're going to go. This ain't about no prosperity. This is about your eternity. Amen. So I just encourage you to come out. We saw healings. We saw, you know, people rededicated their lives. You know, a few. I'm not going to even, you know, it was a few. But the gospel went forth. Next Saturday, if you're not involved in any of the other men's i encourage you to go to your men's group and to the women's ministry but if you don't have something to do join us on Belle isle we're going to be doing the same thing preaching the gospel groups if you want to join us we're going to be having church right on the beach we're going to be bringing the kingdom of heaven to the beach on Belle isle next saturday 11:30. meet us there bring a flag bring a banner represent we are the body of christ amen so join us Amen. Everybody say push. Push. I press. I actively pursue towards the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. How hungry are you for God? How much of God do you want? What price will you pay for the higher anointing? What price will you pay in dedication, in commitment, in prayer, in fasting, in seeking God, and pushing the gospel? That's winning souls and discipling converts. Amen. And that's harder. Disciple them. Burp them. Change their dirty diapers, amen? And walk with them. I'm telling you, Christians need to actively pursue the high calling. Seek God and say, God, I want your higher calling. I don't want the low calling just to get by. I want the high calling. And there's a price to pay. You see, I want to talk to you about when drugs are good. Listen closely. I had a drug problem. This is not me, though. Not when I was young. I had a drug problem when I was a young person. I was drugged to church on Sunday morning. I was drugged to church 
on Sunday night. And I was drugged to church on Wednesday night. I was drugged to Sunday school. I was drugged to vacation Bible school and drugged to the family altar to pray. I was drugged to the woodshed when I disobeyed my parents, brought home a bad report card, or did not speak with respect. These drugs are still in my veins and they affect my behavior in nearly everything I do and say and think. They're stronger than cocaine, crack, or heroin. If more children had these drugs problems, America would certainly be a better place. Amen? God is a God of love. And God is a God of mercy. And God is a God that, that cares about us. I heard a story yesterday. Uh, I don't watch the news. I watch CBN News, Christian Broadcasting News. About a week ago, they mentioned a church in Georgia, I believe. It's in revivals, eight weeks. And I'll watch the, the gentleman, the evangelist, was sharing. He's at a local church, so they have a tent. Hundreds of people have come. Uh, they're believing for thousands, but hundreds of people have come. They've got people outside the tent. And people are getting delivered, set free, healed, and saved. And he shared a story of a family, a husband and a wife. And uh, they went to a meeting, not his meeting, this is someone else's meeting. And the gentleman gave an altar call and they didn't respond, but he felt led to go up to this family. And he asked the father, are you saved? And he said, yes, I am. He asked the mother, are you saved? Yes, I am. He looked at the 14-year-old girl and she says, no, I'm not. And the evangelist tried to encourage her to accept the Lord because he knew the Lord was drawing him. And she wouldn't, no, 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 not now. Maybe later, she says. Maybe just later, not now. I've got my life to live. So he was troubled. The family left the meeting. About three minutes away, a car of four guys that were drunk were coming down a road on a bend down this country road. Hit the family's car, the 14-year-old, the mother and dad, rolled the car over backwards. And they were trapped the three of them in the car. The story goes on to say that the father was there and the mother and they were trying to get themselves out and the car was rolled over and the girl was trapped in the back seat, the 14 year old. Some men that came by there in the neighborhood helped them roll the car back over and get it on its right side. And it was raining and these four guys were drunk and these People in the neighborhood came by, helped them roll the car over, and they had a cigarette in their hand. They didn't know that the gas was lit on the ground, had leaked out from the car accident. They were there to help. And as they began to roll the car, the, 
He threw his cigarette butt on the ground. It was raining. And it caught fire. And the girl was caught in the backseat of the car screaming. Screaming. And, Dad, I don't want to die. Dad, I don't want to die. Dad, I don't want to go to hell, Dad. I don't want to die. And Dad's pleading with his daughter to accept Jesus. And she says, Dad, I had my opportunity, and I missed it. I had my opportunity, Dad. She's screaming. He said they could hear her down the road for quite a distance, her screaming in the car. See, there comes an opportunity. And she just wanted to put it off at 14 years old because she wanted to live life. She said, yeah, someday I'll get saved. She told the evangelist, but not now. See, we never know. Three minutes from the tent meeting, she burned alive in the car. And she didn't make it. Roll this tape, would you? This last one for me. I want to encourage you that God loves you. God's mercy and grace is for you. It's a season in this country. Watch this. It's a season in this country that we need all of God. faith of God. I know the love of God for people. I know the love of God he has. I know this morning I was messing with you. But God was messing with you. I don't want a little bit of Jesus. I don't want to be a sniffer. And mainliner is okay. Just don't stay there. You got to be a pusher. Take what you've got 
and share it with others. There's a sick, dying world out there. I heard that story, that 14-year-old girl was crying. She said, Daddy, I missed my chance. I missed my chance. Screaming in the back of a car, and she died. Wish I picked up a story with a happy ending, but I want to encourage you today. We're going to prepare for water baptism. We have some candidates going through. Pastor Eric, would you come? Where are you today? As a Christian, do you need God's mercy? Do you need his grace? Is there some area of your life that needs to change? Are you more committed to work than you are to seeking him? Is the, the center of your prayer life about you and your bills and your needs? Or are you poured out for the humanity? I watched a family for 19 years pour their hearts out to this congregation. Today's a day of change. Today's a day of coming up a little higher. Today's a day of saying, I want a fresh commitment with the Lord. I need God's mercy. I need His grace. I want to encourage all of you to seek the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. For in it, you'll find the fulfillment you're looking for. I couldn't find it in a boat, couldn't find it in a car, couldn't find a dealership, couldn't find the, the dice games I used to run behind the dealership. I couldn't find it in booking football. I couldn't find it in some of the things of the world. It was void in me. I blew my first marriage. I was a scoundrel looking for something but couldn't find it. But when I turned to God, I found it. And it was, it was an easy road for me, even as a Christian. I'd fall, slip down, get back up, fall, slip down, pick up. But I was there when the doors were open. I cried out the altar, asked for prayer. Change me, Lord, change me. I'm not arrived. My wife will tell you, amen. But I'm better now than I was 30 years ago. It's a process. But it starts with a commitment. So I'm going to ask you to take a moment and bow your heads. Number one, if you've never been born again, not water baptized, not a member of a church, but if you've never been born and have been converted, again, you could set a prayer, you could have been a member of a church, but never been converted. If you've never trusted in Christ and His grace, you can do it right now. And number two, if you're a Christian already, you know the Lord, you say, Dr. Jerry, I need a fresh commitment today. I need His mercy and grace in my life. I want to recommit fresh. Please, nobody moving around or respect the Holy Spirit. Anyone here say, that's me. Pray for me, Dr. Jerry. I want His mercy and His grace and a fresh commitment today. Lift your hands up. Any others?
Any others? Excellent. All right, let's all pray together. See, Father, thank you for your love, for your mercy, and your grace. Father, I pray for a fresh commitment to you today. Be my Lord and Savior. Help me to turn and change. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, rising from the dead. Make yourself real to me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say, I press towards the mark of a high calling that's in Christ Jesus. Sniffers, mainliners, but I want to be a pusher. Give the Lord a clap offer. Amen.